The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Now it's that time again to catch up on everything that's happening in the Holy Land, and certainly plenty is going on in that part of the world. Joining us now on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, and great to have you on board, as always. Good afternoon, and as I say, never a dull moment here in Israel, really, never a dull moment. Indeed, well, let's start with the preparations for tomorrow's Jerusalem flag march, the security situation, the Muslim quarter is involved there. Give us the latest on what's happening regarding that situation. So tomorrow is Yom Yerushalayim, or Jerusalem mm-hmm. Day. It's a day that we celebrate the reunification of Jerusalem. If you remember, if you cast mm-hmm. your memory back to the Six-Day War in 1967, uh, those infamous words, Hakotel Be'adeinu, the Kotel is in our hands. So tomorrow we celebrate that East and West Jerusalem were reunited uh, as the eternal an undivided capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. So as has become the custom, there will be a flag march that takes place in the old city. Now, the, the old city is divided up into four quarters, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and Armenian. Mm-hmm. And uh, the flag parade tomorrow is going ahead, and it is going ahead on its uh, original route, which takes it through the Muslim quarter and eventually ends up at the Kotel, at the Wailing Wall. Now, our Prime Minister has warned terror organizations not to rear their heads during tomorrow's march. However, we have had threats coming in from Hamas, as well as other Palestinian factions, saying that uh, this could lead to violence tomorrow. In fact, Terror factions in the Gaza Strip are, are warning that they will resume sending incendiary balloons and explosive devices over the border. Now, we haven't had these for, for a while, but they have caused tremendous, tremendous destruction and terror in the past. If you can think of Israel South, and, and, and these are the communities that very much were the focus of rocket attacks last week, uh, what we call our Otef Aza area, our Gaza envelope towns, uh, mostly uh, agricultural um, developments, uh, with a lot of natural reserve land, a lot of agricultural land, what we have had in the past are terror factions in the Gaza Strip sending up balloons with Molotov cocktails with IEDs attached to them. And as soon as they land, they set fire to this very, very valuable and important land. Now, also think... Uh, about the situation for a, a young child. Uh, a balloon comes floating past. Your immediate instinct is to grab it because balloons are, are symbolic of parties and fun, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not so much for the, the children of the, the south of Israel. So we are on the lookout for that. The Israeli police have said that they are preparing for all scenarios tomorrow. Indeed. We will have uh, a couple of thousand officers positioned around the city. Um, access roads to the old city will be closed off so that uh, the marches can be kept safe, that everything goes safely and according to plan. And uh, we have heard that uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir will be participating. He is a very, very divisive uh, oh, figure boy. here in mm-hmm. Israel, taking mm-hmm. time out from 
<laughs> let, 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 let's just hope, Rolene, let's just hope now is not going to stir things because they, this does have a history also of, uh, marches, uh, who will also, who have also chanted, you know, unwanted, uh, comments before. We don't want anything to happen. Nothing must be provoked. So we just hope that he's not going to now add fuel to any fire now. Well, we hope so. And the U.S. have called for restraint during uh, tomorrow's uh, march. But uh, we do have a, a brewing situation with Itamar Ben-Gavir, mm-hmm. some arguments within the coalition. One unnamed official telling uh, Hebrew media that maybe, uh, you know, it's best if we just like, end this and go to elections. Uh, another saying that he cares more about the media than he does about serving in the government. So we do have a situation uh, where things are heating up for the coalition sure. government. Uh, one of the quotes from a senior coalition member says, in the government, problems are solved together, and contrary to his spin, he is not the only one who cares about the Negev and the Galilee. This is Itamar Ben-Gavir refusing to vote on a, a budget issue assigning um uh, finances during the, the day to day. So yeah, uh, there are concerns that he might use this opportunity mm. to shore up his his constituents. He is seen as a highly, highly uh, polarizing figure. But uh, yeah, tomorrow Jerusalem Day marches taking place, and um, we hope that it's a peaceful day. We can't mm-hmm. forget that just two years ago. We had a 10-day uh, conflagration, uh, Operation Guardians of the Wall, which started as a result of rockets being fired towards uh, the capital, towards Jerusalem, on Jerusalem Day. Indeed, Roline. Well, considering what, what has transpired in recent days, we certainly hope that we will be talking about a neutral, you know, peaceful day that will take place tomorrow. We, we can just hope and pray that will happen as such. Let's move on now to the European Union and Palestinian aid. What is the position regarding that? Well, this is a fascinating brouhaha that's brewing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of brew in <laughs> right. the EU Parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of EU parliamentary officials want to condition the 300 million euro aid that they mm-hmm. give every year to Ramallah. This is the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and they want to condition that. They want to say that uh, they are going to cut back significantly on aid on condition that... Um, they remove, the Palestinian Authority removes the problematic and hateful material in Palestinian school textbooks and study cards. This comes uh, per uh, Olivier Vaheli, he's the European Commissioner for Neighbourhood and Enlargement. He says, we have a shared interest to ensure an education for the next generation that supports peace and coexistence. Now, the issue of education for hate has come up time and again, and it's a massive, massive contributor to the economy of terror that we see coming mm-hmm. from the Palestinians. However, we also have Joseph Borrell. He is um, the EU foreign minister. Uh, he is the head of uh, uh, the combined foreign and defense ministries of the EU. And he, he does have a history of being decidedly pro-Palestinian and sometimes even anti-Israel. But he says there is no discussion about looking for excuses about blocking this financial aid. I'm very firm on this point. Uh, the Palestinian Authority are in dire financial difficulties and we need to 
we, we need to ensure that Palestinians get aid. Now, uh, we've just uh, kind of repaired some tension with mm-hmm. Joseph Borrell as he met with our foreign minister Ellie Cohen just several weeks ago and we thought we'd put some of those tensions to to rest but uh, you can be sure that this is an issue that is felt very very keenly in Israel's diplomatic core that you know th- uh, we cannot continue with a situation where we have uh, incitement uh, and really calls for terror being promoted through the Palestinian education system. As you say, we see the situation brewing. Let's see what story we're talking about or what story they're telling us in days to come. Well, let's see if it happens tomorrow into even, even rather early into next week. Let's, let's now finish off on a feel good story. There's so much conflict and concerns and this, that and the other going on. Tell us about Yulia the Monk Seal. Have I pronounced that, uh, your name correctly, you Julia. You have. You have. Well, move over, unicorns. It is time for Julia, mm-hmm. the rare endangered monk seal. She arrived in Israel on Friday. She has uh, decided to rest up on a central Tel Aviv beach. Right. Now, this is a huge deal. I see it's actually making the news around the world. Yes, it is. is. Quite That's why I thought we should discuss it. Okay. She, she is a beauty. She's mm-hmm. a, a, a rare monk seal. They are one of the most endangered species in the world. She's okay. gorgeous. She's a fabulous blonde. And, <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Apparently, monk seals mm-hmm. uh, shed their coats once a year, so we are expecting Yulia to be on our shores for uh, at least a couple of days. She's actually quite uh, well-traveled, am I correct? She's been seen she's on different shores, different well countries. Traveled. Okay. She's, she's been to Lebanon, she's been to Turkey, she's doing a whole uh, Sivuvo, a whole uh, tour <laughs> of the Middle East over here. But um, Yulia is, uh, uh, because of she is rare and endangered, the nature authorities have put up a cordon around her because people are just so... So delighted to to see her. She goes into the the sea and she comes out to rest up while she sheds her her coat. And and there are volunteers watching her 24-7 to ensure that nobody disturbs her, nobody approaches or scares her or harms her in any way. And Israeli biologists are absolutely thrilled. There's one marine biologist who says he's so excited he hasn't even been able to sleep. So welcome to, to Israel. Israel, uh, Yulia, we are thrilled <laughs> to have such a gorgeous blonde pay a visit to our shores. Well, Rolene, let's see if you're going to be telling us more about Yulia tomorrow, if Yulia's decided to visit some other country and extend her explorations around the planet, or should I say that part of the world. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon to give us uh, a few, well, just a general view of what's going on in Israel at the moment. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, telling us all about or what's happening in Israel and the Holy Land right now.